Stuff I Didn't Write My Dissertation On is a podcast that covers a wide range of topics, some more sensitive than others. Relevant information and content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hey there, thanks for listening to our very first episode of Stuff I Didn't Write My Dissertation On. Before we begin, this is just a quick heads up that this episode will cover some sensitive topics, including assault. Listener discretion is advised. Media bad. Women good. Welcome to Stuff I Didn't Write My Dissertation on, a podcast about everything and anything. I'm Kyra, and here with Emily, we're going to be discussing a new topic once a month. So typically, dissertations are something that are written that are very specific about a very, very specific piece of information that exists in this world. So each week we'll be covering something that, not each week, I'm sorry, each month, once a month, we'll be covering a topic that you could either use for your dissertation or, if anything, for trivia night. So hi, Emily. Hi. Hello. Okay. So, oh, also, since this is technically our first episode, I should preface by saying uh, we'll be airing episodes twice a month. Uh, One episode a month is a dissertation-esque topic, and then the other one will be something called a conversation corner where we just shoot the shit. It's true. The shit will be shot. And it will be sprayed. (laughs) No. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, okay, so with that, we, today's episode is our inaugural episode, and with the rise of the Free Britney movement, we are going to be discussing the media, its effect on celebrities, particularly women, and am I forgetting anything else? Uh, And we will be discussing that with Courtney. Yes. So hi, Courtney. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. All of our significant others are fourth year medical students, and we are in approximately one month and one day from the taping of this episode. We will know where we're going. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Very excited. Um, But in addition to meeting on that support group, we also play Dungeons and Dragons together which has been a lot of fun, I think, because we haven't died yet. That must mean we're really good. Clearly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like support group sounds like we're all sad all the time about it. We're like the fun group outside of the support groups. Yeah, where we play games and watch movies together. Oh, yes. I do love our bad movie night. Also, good movie night, depending on what we decide on. Uh, okay, wait. Before we get started, do you want to do an icebreaker? Two truths and a lie? And we try to guess what... Yes. Yeah. Um, Courtney, could you tell us... Uh, we want you to lie to us, and we also want you to tell the truth. I am really good at both of those things. Let me first write them down and switch them up in my mind because I <laughs> I feel like I'm really bad at lying. So, um, <laughs> okay. If it helps, we played this 
a few days ago for episode two's conversation corner and we both kind of went all over the place with it okay i'm gonna turn my camera away from my face so you can't have any giveaways okay i have been skydiving i have been crowd surfing and i've been scuba diving (laughs) So they're all actions. Oh, wow. That's good. Any of those. Because I'm, I have, you have to know, like, I'm not normally a super adventurous person. So these should all be a little bit tough. Skydiving, crowd surfing, and scuba diving. I'm like, I'm staring at your face trying to see any. I, I feel like you have been crowd surfing. I feel like you've also been scuba diving. Okay, wait. So should we... Should we say those two? We we commit. I'm assuming I'm committing. Cause yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. walking in my boat. Same. I have not been scuba diving. <gasps> I am wrong. So, I feel like I should have made that more exciting, like like diving with sharks or something. Like scuba diving sounds boring. Who would guess that I'd lie about that? Clearly not me. <laughs> no, those seemed on par with the other ones. <laughs> Okay, wait, where did you crowd surf? That's the better question. Um, as a teenager, at a little shady club, some band was playing. I don't even remember who was playing. I just remember being like, you know what? If I don't crowd surf now, maybe I never will. And before I even finished the sentence, these guys, strangers next to me, were like, we'll help you. And they picked me up and they threw me on top of the crowd. <laughs> And I was caught by a bouncer at the front. He like caught me like Cinderella, like carried me. It was a sweet oh, night. Oh my god, <laughs> that was that's cool. Was it really fun? It was weird. I wouldn't do it again. It was just like a lot of weird. Yeah, I don't know. It all happens too quick to like feel like you're strangers. being like groped or anything. That's what everybody's thinking about. Like, oh, you're just getting felt up. But it all happened so fast and people just want to keep you from falling on their heads. So I don't think people are really thinking that. To be teenagers, right? Yeah. Unacceptable as an adult, probably. But when you're like 15, whatever. Well, that sounds really fun. I'm glad that it was a good experience for you. That <laughs> Thank you didn't you. get dropped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm glad you're still alive to tell the tale. Yeah, I didn't lose any shoes. Nothing bad happened. And then you have been skydiving then? I did, yeah. And that was, it was fun. I wouldn't do it again either. I actually really like adrenaline rush type things, but um, skydiving kind of made me feel sick all day. I just had like the worst headache after. And your the wind in your face is, it's just a little too much for me. I don't like adrenaline. I'm the most boring person you'll ever meet. I don't like roller coasters. I don't like any of I don't even like go-kart. No, not like the indoor dra- go-kart stuff. I don't do that. I just... You play it safe. I chill. I do. I really do. You need one of those friends. I'll hold your breath. I'll hold y'all's bags while y'all go. But I, I, you know, the ironic thing is I love the log flumes, the ones that are just the dip with the water. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't like land ones. You're a water creature. 
I am. I used to think I was a mermaid. If you were a bender, what would you be? Water. Uh, water. I got a little too excited at the bloodbending episode. That was creepy. That was a little uh, dark for Avatar. It was, it was a little dark, and I got a little worried about myself thinking that was cool. So... Yeah, it was like, we thought it was really cool, and then quickly the episode turned it into like, no, this is evil. See how you can use your bending for evil? And I was like, oh, I guess I'm on the wrong page here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was a weird episode. Right, I thought it was cool. Especially because I feel like they, uh, what was her name? Hana? Um, Or like. I think whatever the old lady's name was, they really did her dirty in that episode because she learned that to escape her captors and they made her the evil one for wanting revenge on people that like murdered her entire family. That's where Nickelodeon came into play, huh? That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. That's a great segue into today's topic. It really is. We are talking about the media and women today, which is a pretty prevalent topic as one, we are all women. Two, the Framing Britney documentary just came out on Hulu. People are outraged, rightfully so, but also it's nothing new that we've seen before. That we haven't seen before. So, wait, Emily, have you seen the documentary? No, I haven't. So I'm mostly listening here, but I'll probably ask a lot of questions um, and maybe add thoughts if I have them. Cool. I definitely watched it this morning so I could prep for today. Was I supposed to watch it? No, I just... <laughs> it was It was snowing. The husband and the dog were out. And I was like, well, if I'm going to be watching something about Britney Spears, I should do it while I have the TV to myself. I started watching it when I was alone. And then my husband came home and he actually got into it, too. So I think what was his thoughts? What Um, were his thoughts? He thinks he only caught the tail end of it. So he thinks obviously it's messed up how the media treated Britney, but he is kind of staying back on an opinion on um, the conservatorship since we don't really have a Mm -hmm. full picture of her mental well-being right now. Right. What were your thoughts on it when you watched it? So I had kind of looked into the Free Britney movement maybe not too long ago, but maybe last year when I heard about the conservatorship. So I don't think any of it was too surprising, but I really liked the focus on um, how the media and how we treated her more than the aspect of the conservatorship. I mean, I get that that's a a part of her life right now and it's a part of what's happening, but I feel like the more interesting part for me was, yeah, how she was treated. Can someone tell me what a conservatorship is? Conservatorship? Yes, good job. Courtney, you want to do it? (laughs) I don't really know too much about it other than it's... um, when someone, for some, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be tough for me. Um, so it's when somebody takes rights over for someone that they feel is not capable of making sound decisions with their life or with their money. So it it might not be that 
you know, they don't, they think you're incapable of living on your own, but maybe they think you're just in a place where you're more susceptible to fraud or somebody coming, if you have a a lot of money, say, or like if you're an older person and you might, if they think you might fall for anyone walking into your life, telling you they love you and taking your entire fortune. Would you like the Wikipedia definition? Yes. Tell us the real version. Well, okay. This is from Wikipedia. So do with that with do with that what you will. That's conservatorship real. is a legal concept in the United States. A guardian or protector is appointed by a judge to manage the financial affairs and or daily life of another due to physical or mental limitations or old age. A person under conservatorship is a conservatee, a term that can refer to an adult. A person under guardianship is a ward, a term that can refer to a minor child. Conservatorship may also apply to corporations and organizations. So that happened when Brittany... Okay, remind me why why she is under conservatorship. Oh, jeez. So it looks like she, it started in 2008. And if you'll remember, 2007 is when she had a very public breakdown. That's so when she people, shaved her head. Right. So people kind of link that that's what triggered this happening. And who is responsible for her estate? Well, that is the big topic now. Um, it was her dad, who apparently she had kind of like a a tense relationship with. So her dad was the sole conservator of her estate. And he is getting paid from that estate, I think something like $130,000 a year, plus 1% of everything she makes. Which when she's got a Vegas deal, and she's making... 50 million a year is pretty significant. So I think essentially her whole family is on the payroll for this. But that is the big topic now. So people are saying Brittany doesn't want her dad to be the sole conservator. She wants a bank to handle a lot of her finances. And her dad is fighting it in court. I think they, didn't they just have, I should have looked this up before we started it, but I think that actually just concluded. I think they ruled in Brittany's favor this time. Yeah, there was a ruling. They did. It was five days after the documentary aired and there was a lot of backlash going on, rightfully so, after the documentary aired. So uh, I guess another recap is a lot of the beginning of the documentary, pre-conservatorship, it kind of just chronicled her rise to fame in her relationship with the media and it included a lot of kind of problematic things including her being the punchline in family feud like the questions were you know name the top 10 things that britney lost in 2008 and people would say things like her sanity her hair her husband her kids and those were actual answers that people were guessing for wow yeah and then Aside from even game shows, media was awful to her. She had an interview with Diane Sawyer in which she was blamed for her breakup with Justin Timberlake. And the former first lady of Maryland, if I'm wrong, 
I will uh, make a note. The First Lady of Maryland said, you know, if I could shoot Britney Spears, I would. And Diane Sawyer was essentially defending the person saying that, saying, well, she's just trying to be a good parent and putting a lot of the blame on Britney Spears. And then shortly after, it showed a lot of footage of her being harassed by paparazzi and then her having her breakdowns, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that Diane Sawyer moment was really interesting to me. Like Diane was, was she said, oh, so-and-so said that she would shoot you if she got a chance to because of what you do to the kids and how hard it is to be a parent. And Brittany actually got emotional and started crying. And Diane did not seem to feel bad at all. Nope. And at the time of this recording, I checked today, there was no official comment released by Diane Sawyer at this time. The lady who said that she would shoot Brittany did not speak about it, but she linked to an apology she made years ago that was half apology, where she's like, I was just kidding. Don't got to take it so serious, guys. And then Justin Timberlake also released a statement, arguably very delayed, especially with his... um, Cry Me a River song and how he spoke about her to the press about how he like they were having sex etc and he said he benefited from a system of misogyny and he said that he can and will do better but people still had issues with him with his apology because it didn't essentially own up to what he did it just he said that he benefited from the system Like there were clips where Brittany at the time was saying that she was waiting for marriage and she'd like to stay a virgin, which like, why are you asking this young woman this on TV right now? This is kind of weird. But anyways, they asked her and she would say that. But then after the breakup, they would get Justin Timberlake to come on these radio shows. And there was at least one clip where someone was pushing him and pushing him like, oh, tell us, did you get a piece of that? Did you sleep with Britney Spears? And eventually Justin was like, yeah, what can I say? I did it. I mean, maybe he could be more specific in his apologies, like admit the specific things that you did. And there was even a clip or like a screenshot of a men's magazine. And it said, um, you know, even though he writes girly music, which one, I have an issue with that, but that for another day, we'll talk about that. Uh, even though he writes girly music, at least he got into Britney's pants. That was what it said on the cover of the magazine. Jeez. So poor Britney really did not get a break. Correct. And my husband came back from walking the dog and I was kind of recapping all this to him. And he said, wow, you know, the guy who was saying leave Britney alone actually had it right this whole time. That's exactly what I said. I was like, leave Brittany alone. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny from a 2021 lens how we're so open about mental health and taking care of oneself. It's funny how um, now it's okay to be upfront and open about it. But back then it wasn't even, are you okay? It was just, oh, she's crazy. Like, what's wrong with her now?
So what are your thoughts, Emily? We just, sorry, I feel like we just dumped a bunch on you. Yeah, this is a lot. Uh, There's a lot to unpack here. Well, let me first say that Brittany was not a part of the documentary. Brittany nor her family had any say in the documentary. And I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, same. She released a state, like a tweet saying, you know, it just be aware of things being one-sided. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like we're taking a look at how the media is awful and skews our perspectives. And we're taking that point of view from the media. (laughs) Yeah. And I think this is, that's kind of what we came in to talk about. We weren't just going to talk about Britney Spears today either. We were going to talk about how the media as a whole has failed women consistently throughout the years. So it's, it kind of gives it to like a broader picture and we can give different examples as well. And do you think it's exploitative to, okay, so first Sandra Stark is the, the producer of this documentary. And I read an interview that she had done recently and she said that something along the lines of our culture is the main character and the main focus in this film, not Brittany. So, but if that's the case, do you think it's a little bit exploitative to make this film about Brittany and her mental health and all of the abuse she suffered when she did not give the, the okay to do it? She had no kind of input in it. Like, we don't know if she wanted this to be made and she wanted to revisit all of this and have everyone watching her. Mm-hmm. So if that was really the point of your film, could you not have done it with a subject who knew that you were doing this and who wanted to be a part of it or could be a part of it? That's a really good point. I guess this is like a really good time to do it though, because it's a a time in history when, you know, everybody wants to know about these things and is like a lot more open and perceptive to it and to the outrage that kind of needs to happen for these people that's like long overdue it's a weird way of going going through all the it's like jumping through all the hoops just to get where we should be have where we should have gotten in the first place so it's one of those does it matter how we got there as long as we're getting there or right and it does depend so much on whether or not Brittany actually wants to be in the spotlight in that way right the documentary talks a lot about the paparazzi getting a look into her life and kind of being spectators and creating, well, I guess creating a spectacle out of her. And I just feel like this is kind of doing the same thing, but maybe people feel better about it because it's painting her in a good light. But the paparazzi also started off by painting Brittany in a good light because that's their system. They want to get you really hooked on someone so they can sell more stories about her and I just feel like all media, regardless of the outcome, it, there's a motive there. Like this filmmaker didn't make this with the pure intention of, you know, bringing to light social injustices, I don't think. I found the tweet that Brittany said. She said, each person has their own story and their own take on other people's stories. We all have so many different, bright, beautiful lives. Remember, no matter what we think, we know about a person's life. It is nothing compared to the actual person living behind the lens. And that's her only vague response to what's been going on. 
Oh, there's a rumor from an anonymous source that Britney is going to be working on another film with a female filmmaker who's working with Netflix um, to put out her story herself. So I guess they haven't confirmed if that's true or not, but that would be pretty exciting if it were the case. I feel like I'd be more inclined to trust the end result of something that Britney was involved in. That's a good, I guess, another mini segue. When we kind of decided we were going to be talking about this, I brought it up to my husband and he goes, oh, that's kind of like the South Park episode. So I don't know if y'all have seen the South Park episode of uh, Britney Spears. And for a satire show, they kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, The episode is called Britney's New Look. And the paparazzi are harassing her. And so she's hiding in South Park. The kids, desperate to get a picture of her, pretend to be her kids. And they sneak into her hotel room. When she realizes that they're not her kids, she uh, shoots herself with a shotgun. And it blows off the top half of her head. And she's still alive and active, but all she says is garbled words at that point. And so the kids make it their mission to try to save her and evacuate her from the paparazzi. And they try their best and they, they end up at the North Pole and in a kind of Children of the Corn-esque episode, the paparazzi start to surround her at the end of the episode. And even, like, not just paparazzi, like, men, men and women, they all kind of swarm in. And they say, don't you understand? Like, each decade, we must pick one to sacrifice so we can have good harvest. And the it, the episode ends with them, like, constantly just everyone's just taking pictures of her. Like, she must die so that we all can have harvest. And then the episode ends with Brittany dying and then it cuts to you know bountiful harvest you know sun is shining birds are chirping and the they're at the grocery store and they see a new segment on the tv and it says oh like Miley Cyrus is only 12 years old and she's making headway as America's next like superstar and then all the parents at the grocery store look at each other and they just kind of nod their head in agreement like she'll be the next person wow and so it's a pretty spot on commentary. Wow. Very. I even, I did have Miley in my notes. I just made a quick list of women who've been treated like this. Yeah. That's really dark. I follow Jamila Jamil on Instagram and she is great to follow. She's doing a lot of activism. So I feel like I learn a lot from her Instagram in general, um, but she does a lot about this, like gaslighting women in the media. So just talking about how the media has a pattern with women, celebrities specifically, where they build them up, they over-congratulate them, they overexpose them until you're sick of them. And you start thinking like, this girl gets praised for everything. She's just normal. Why does everybody love her like this? You suddenly don't even know why you hate her. Katherine Heigl, maybe. And you're like, I don't even know why. I just don't like seeing her face. I don't want to see her in any more movies. Jennifer Lawrence, like, why does everyone love her so much? And then the media chooses that point to start breaking her down, where they'll take sound clips, sound bites out of um, context, and they will take ugly photos of them and use it to show you how fat she's gotten over quarantine or look at this weird face she's making, like anything. I saw one today, a story clickbait where it said Hollywood dumped Hayden Penetier and it's clear why so I'm like what is this about and of course 
Hollywood never dumped Hayden Penetier. The story was just about how she had depression and she's been open about her dealing with her postpartum depression. And it, I mean, this is just what they do. They use weird little, um, little grabs like that to say like, it's always women about how they're awful. Nobody wants to work with Hayden. Click to find out why. So if you don't read the article, maybe that little piece just sticks with you in your mind and you just know, oh, Hayden's awful. Yeah, and that same kind of criticism just doesn't happen for men in the same spotlight. It just... People were absolutely fawning over Justin Timberlake's apology. I don't know if you saw any of it on Instagram. People were like clapping for him. I mean, until their hands hurt. And I just feel like a woman never gets that when she apologizes for something that she does. People are so hard on women. But men, all they have to do is apologize. Like the bar is so low. The same or a similar, at least, thing happened to Megan Fox. Like, we don't know why we don't like her, but we don't like her. Because she is hard to work with. She's a diva. Like, but we don't know any of that. I mean, meanwhile, Shia LaBeouf is now going through all of this, these accusations. I don't know if you guys have heard of, heard about this, that he, there's a lot of abuse allegations against him from his ex. Um, and they're very, very serious. And you, I just feel like I hardly hear about it at all. You know, Megan Fox did nothing and is kicked out of Transformers and Shia LaBeouf has all these abuse allegations and is going on like nothing happened. He did get removed from a movie he's working on. I'll give him that. But the public doesn't seem to care. I'm watching Emily's face go through the seven stages of rage i'm just so mad it's like it's the double standard is so obvious and people never like people are i've well okay the, the nebulous people right the um but i i feel like a lot of people are so quick to defend men in this scenario you know um or say oh they can't have really done that or oh it wasn't really that bad and then a woman does one thing and she's canceled for life. Winona Ryder shoplifting? I was just going to bring up Winona Ryder. Like her entire career up until recently is just com- I just <laughs> I don't have words. It's for shoplifting. Like it's not even Okay, shoplifting is bad. Don't shoplift kids. But <laughs> But it's not like she assaulted someone. It's not like she murdered someone. Like she, we could list off who murdered oh. someone. And yeah. Winona Ryder did not do that. And it's so clear that it's because she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, that's my rant. <laughs> I think it's good to look at this kind of stuff because it made me think about even my own people, like celebrities. I don't really, I guess I don't do this with average people so much, but um, think about celebrities that I just like for no reason. I just don't like her. So Jamila listed a few of them and like Jennifer Lawrence, Anne Hathaway, Meghan Markle, Taylor Swift, 
Greta Thunberg, AOC, Oprah, um, Princess Diana back in the day. And there were a few of those where I was like, oh, Anne Hathaway, I do have this kind of preconceived notion that I wouldn't even want to meet her because she just, she seems so snooty. When you said, you know, celebrity that we just hate, you know, the first one that came to my mind was Kristen Stewart. And I was like, why do I hate Kristen Stewart? But in college, I think it was the Twilight stuff. But after that, we just, it was a cool thing not to like her and not to like Nickelback. Wait, it was cool not to like Nickelback? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? You're right. You're right. I'm, yeah, of course. I'm flying back in time. I got you. What, what comes to my mind is Megan Fox, actually. I remember, I remember doing this a lot in high school before I learned, you know, about internalized misogyny and how we're as women pitted against other women and that's a lot of times why we feel like in competition like if if another woman is doing well it's it's because we're not doing well enough or something like that um and so I remember thinking like oh Megan Fox was just hired because she's hot that's her only reason for being in Transformers and that was very popular because, like, you know, I remember all of the boys loved her, right? Because, yeah, she's really attractive. Um, and and so that means women tended to not like her because that was competition. And that's just not how it actually works. Women doing well is good for all women. <laughs> yeah, I think people tend to treat it like a pie. I saw that analogy recently. It's like a pie where if I give you a slice then I'm cutting myself out of some of that pie. Like by giving some of the pie away, I'm making less for myself. When, of course, we know it's not like there's a limited amount of success for women. Right. And I could see how some people could view it that way. And in the past, in a lot of ways, it it is like that. You know, there is a limited number of women who can be successful in a certain way. But, but it shouldn't be like that at all. Um, and that's where change needs to be made and is being made I think kind of weird that I think women get I guess we think of celebrities as being the character that they play like Megan Fox always plays the hot girl who's kind of catty she knows she's hot and we just assumed like well that's Megan Fox but do we do the same thing with male actors if they get typecast into a specific kind of role, do we think that that's really who that person is? I feel like when men play like cute, funny characters, we like to think of them as like that in real life. But when they play villains, we go, oh, they did a really good job in that role. (laughs) That's very true. We give them all of the good qualities of their characters and none of the bad. Yeah. And, and with, um, you said Kristen Stewart, right? That's a really good example too, of people going, oh, she's so flat. She's a bad actress. And it's like, no, the character she played in Twilight is just a really flat character. And she did a great job playing that character. Right. Sometimes my new thing, because I watch so much TV and movies is how much of it is bad acting and how much of it is bad dialogue and yes. how bad writing. And then we can go into the whole segue on 
can you tell that this script was written by oh a man gosh. about women? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Men writing yes. women. Almost every time. <laughs> I have so many thoughts on this, but I, I won't be too long. Um, but I think that it's kind of a combo. It's like, okay, they're, they might not know how to write a woman like that. But also, like, heaven forbid there be a movie that's not catered directly to you you know as a man which is every movie so maybe you don't relate to that character who's a woman but I don't know maybe you don't have to Um, or maybe you're just not used to putting yourself in someone else's shoes uh Alamo Draft House which is I don't know if y'all have that but in Texas we have that it's a movie chain where you can or a theater chain, you can watch a movie, and it's a restaurant, too, so you can eat while you watch cool movies. And it's great because they have theme nights. Every Halloween, pre-COVID, I'd go there to watch Rocky Horror, you know, just stuff like that. But when Wonder Woman came out, and I'm just going to speak on the film itself, I know Gal Gadot has been a controversial figure, aside from the like being a woman, we're just, you know, sticking within the boundaries of the film itself they had a woman only screening of wonder woman and all the men got so angry nebulous all the men there was a big backlash saying well why didn't you do this for thor or captain america or iron man or batman or superman and i think those comments answered the question in itself but that was a genuine backlash that was going on over here about why why are you doing that just for women? That's so mean. <laughs> I also wonder if we're not just setting them up to fail with those all-women reboots. It's like, take a classic movie that everybody loves and change it up in this way. I mean, you're just asking for people to be like, oh, couldn't be as good as the original. What? Ghostbusters remake could have been as good as the original. We just have so many like nostalgic, fond feelings. Yeah, Ocean's 8, Ghostbusters, Charlie's Angels. I was telling my husband this. I said, you know, I don't have an issue with the fact that you're making all women casts, but I wish that you had an original story and an, and an original plot so it had its own feet to stand on because you'll not only you have to deal with what you said, the rose-colored glasses looking at the original, but... It's just, it, it's not original. We're, we're all capable of thinking of something that could have an all-women cast. It can be done, so. Yeah, do it good. <laughs> Come on. Um, also, Amanda Bynes very much parallels Britney Spears. Oh, she, yeah. like, yes. wildly big as a child, had her own TV show, and she was on all that. Um, and then, you know, the Amanda show, of course, was, like, huge. So, and then going on to star in movies and um, she just really seemed to like have her shit together. She was doing really well. And then a very public breakdown. Um, Unfortunately for her, I don't think she was under a conservatorship when she was posting on Twitter, because I'm fairly sure a lot of conservatorships give control over social media accounts as well. So she was just posting these crazy things on Twitter that will never be forgotten. Um, And then her parents got a conservatorship or became her guardians and she went to rehab. I mean, she's been through a lot and apparently she has also claimed abuse 
from uh, Dan Schneider with Nickelodeon, which many people have come out to claim abuse. Related, but not a lot of people have been coming out accusing Joss Whedon Mm -hmm. as of late. I don't know if you've heard of that. Especially because he was touted for so long as being able to write women so well to then just also be Mm -hmm. a person that took advantage of women is so, so upsetting to me. (laughs) In, In conclusion, media bad, women good. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the one. <laughs> it's pretty apparent that media has a history of whether it's internal misogyny or blatant misogyny. It's been pretty prevalent. And while we only care, talked about the 90s to present day, so we're about 30 years, it's something that's been going on for even longer. So keep that in mind when you see an inflammatory headline, kind of ask yourself, about the person behind it and question why you're criticizing this person right we don't have a right to look into all of these people's lives and know every detail about them all right emily take us away this has been stuff i didn't write my dissertation on and we didn't write a dissertation on this but we're very glad we talked about it yeah and we hope you learned something today whether it was reflecting on your internal biases, biases, or see realizing how the media is reflected in a certain way. We hope you were able to take something away from today. And yeah. thank you for joining us, Courtney. This was great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, tune in in two weeks for our first Conversation Corner episode. So we'll see you okay. then. Bye. Bye.